BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey guys, it's Gwen, and you're listening to Glam Squad Confidential. So it's award season. I'm so excited. Finally, there is a red carpet in our sights. My cohort in Beautyland, Mr. Travis Cronin, what do you think about this? I am so glad that people's dresses get to be seen now and they aren't just making it into the, you know, the depths of their design studios and they can be paired with beautiful hair and makeup. It's just a beautiful thing that I never am going to take for granted again. I know. Which were some of your favorite dresses at the Golden Globes? Amanda Seyfried stuck out for me the most. I think about that dress all the time. Angela Bassett. Me Full too. Love too was just amazing. It was so great to see her. And I liked that I Tina and Amy. I love a feather on a dress. I love a feather on a dress. I love that Tina Amy looked like very themselves, very New York, very producer, director, and matched, but I wasn't a fan. But I like the shtick. Yeah, the shtick was all right. I mean, honestly, I think that the split screen with them not in the room together was kind of difficult to keep the vibe going. But I love Tina's suit that had the gold jacket. I thought that that was really chic and like kind of something that anybody could wear to a cocktail. I mean, to a cocktail party. It was my favorite thing she's ever worn. It was so Tina, but like turned up a little bit. Totally, totally, totally. And how about the makeup? Did anybody stick out for you? No, it didn't, Gwen. I like some of the like subtle eyeshadow matching the dress moments. And I thought everyone's like skin and hair looked really good, but I wasn't blown away by any of the makeup looks like I was previous award seasons. Well, interesting that you should say that, Trav, because I actually think that more than the makeup, the skin really stood out this year. In fact, if you guys pick up the new issue of Us Weekly on newsstands on Wednesday, We did a story all about how to get a Golden Globes glow because really what stood out for almost everyone was this like glowing, healthy skin. There was a lot of highlighter used and a lot, a lot, a lot of like skincare products, which is so interesting because like, you know, complexion and prepping the complexion is really big before award shows always, but you're right. Usually we see a lot more of makeup statements. Yeah. And I think that you're right. It was the underneath. It was the, we did, I didn't even see as much highlighter as I did. Let's say in like 2018, I saw <laughs> dewy inner radiance sort of all over the skin versus like just on top, on top of the cheekbone. Totally. But like Margot Robbie was glowing like crazy. Angela Bassett, again, she had this incredible glow. I mean, that Andra Day, is anybody like more gorgeous than her? I'm obsessed no. with her. No, the skin and hair, I feel like people have time to stay out of the sun, drink 
a lot of water, take care of themselves, and do all the other Hollywood tricks that they do to glow from the inside out. Totally. And that Maria Bakalova newcomer who was in the Borat movie, she looked incredible. And you know who I always love? Who? Julie, Julia Garner. I mean, I'm just, I mean, I was so late to the party on Ozark. I'm just watching it now. I just finished season one. I am like blown away. Ruth Langhorn. I'm oh, so you happy. just you're, wait. You're in my life. I, I can't even believe it. I mean, I can't even believe it. But Trav, we have one of our favorites on the show today. We he sure do. The man, the myth, the legend behind Julie Garner's incredible complexion. Of course, Laura Linney too. Olivia Coleman, the queen. He has even worked with, you know, a Hollywood queen, Miss Kim Kardashian, the man with the most beautiful skin and accent to match, Mr. Gavin McLeod. Valentine is with us today. Hi, Gavin. Hello. I just always live for your introductions because it puts me in a good stead for the rest of my week. So thank you for having me, everybody. And good to see both of you. Oh my God. We're so happy to have you and you're glowing. What the heck did you use today on your skin? I went to my trusty Interceuticals three-step hyaluronic layering, and I have a little bit of the Augustinus Bada uh, lip balm that I, love, that I love to just strobe everywhere. So I strobe it on my high points, on the bow of my lip. Um, it's really good. Just put it on top of the eye, you know, the eyelids, a little bit down the, the nose. It's such a good sort of natural glossy highlighter. I've and, never um, thought to use it that way. I've never thought to use it that way. And you know where I think it would be so great? Kind of in that little bit on the outer bit under your eye, just above your cheekbone. For me, that's like the sticky wicket when I go from day to night to make it look like not craggly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then when I do want to amp it up, I do add, within Interceuticals, we have a line called Retouch, which is five feature perfecting serums. And one is called Highlight that has this most gorgeous sheen to it. So I can get a little redness of my skin if I'm a little too aggressive with my scrubbing action. And so I pop a little bit of that on top and it diminishes the appearance of the red. And it just gives me this natural effervescent strobe without looking like a cupcake or a Martian, which is obviously ideal. That is super ideal. And tell us, like, I do think that this is a really big trend in skincare and I've been doing it a lot. But this layering of serums, this kind of like, you know, sandwich, if you will. Why do you do that? Like, tell me why I'm doing it. Because I don't even know. <laughs> combination of things. I think it depends, obviously, the products and the brands that you're working with. If you have a brand that has an offering of serums, such as Interceuticals, for example, it's because they, they've figured out a way of which these serums can work in a very targeted way. Traditionally, you would put a serum on your face and you would just hope that it ends up to the issue that you're trying to resolve with no guarantee. But because we have these sort of uh, peptide messengers now, if you want to address something like a, sort of a sagging jaw, there's a serum for that. If you want to lift the cheek plane and give it a real collagen burst in that specific zone, there's a serum for that. So it's literally figuring out a way to target your individual needs. And the technology has caught up to do that. So that's why you're layering serums in a very specific way. I love that. I mean, I'm just such a huge fan of hyaluronic acid. Mm. It's great. You know, there's a few ingredients which are proven in the world that actually work. There's always a buzzy ingredient and there's always something new, a new peptide, something that's like, whoa, this is cool. But mm -hmm. vitamin A, vitamin C, hyaluronic acid, you cannot go wrong with those three master products. 
And are you using like a retinol too? Or are you staying away from those because it's a little harsh and just st like sticking with the moisturizing hyaluronic acid moments? Yeah, that's an adorable question. Um, <laughs> no, uh, I, I have been using um, a new generation of retinoid yeah. um, called Altrino. Now Altrino is basically tretinoin, uh, which is obviously we know is the strongest form of retin-A, but it's bound within a hyaluronic molecule. That being said, it's still quite drying. So I use that every other night. And then I layer the classic Industrial Rejuvenate Collection, which is all about stacking hydration within the skin so that I don't actually have to go through that really sensitized, angry, ablative part when you're acclimating to retinoids. And sun protection is really key. But that sort of formed part of my uh, regime for a while because I do have quite acne-prone skin. Oh, interesting. Yeah. All right, so, you know, I know that this season for Red Carpet, things are a little different because most celebrities are appearing virtually. And I imagine that the treatments that they're getting are sort of virtual too, because it's really hard to like be in someone's face during this pandemic. So how have you been treating your clients? Well, you know, it's a combination. It's really interesting. This award season has been for everybody in the working professional aspect of it. And obviously the talent nominated really different. And most people have not felt comfortable getting on a plane and actually coming to LA and doing an event. If this was a normal year, I would have like 15 clients, right? Because it's all the crown and it's all Ozark. So what's been interesting is figuring out a way that I can address the needs of my clients who are not based in LA. And most of the nominees this year are not based in LA. So I've really figured out a regime that's been working really well. I tested it out with the Golden Globes. I'll be doing it again for critics this weekend that kind of duplicates or as best as possible matches the impact of the oxygen facial, which is obviously such an amazing go-to tool right before makeup. It gives you gorgeous, unbelievable hydration, that radiant glow that we've come to recognize on the red carpet, preps and primes the skin for makeup beautifully and lasts five days. So that's a big, tall order to try and replicate, you know, a thousand miles away. Mm -hmm. So what I have been doing, and I've tested every product in the sun to try and figure out the best way to do that. So do you want me to tell you what I did for Julia Garner for the Globes? Tell us yes. everything. She oh looks my God. really good. Well, I mean, her I, skin is always glowing and I love how Hung Van Gogh does her makeup. It's such a great compliment skin. Absolutely. And I will say that I thought Julia's makeup was a standout because it I was stampy and it was gorgeous. True. And it was sort of sultry. When everybody else was doing, I'm pretty, I'm happy, I'm blessed to be healthy. Right. She said, mm, I'm, I'm, I'm a spot. You know, hot. I like that with the Vidora cuff in the deep fee in Prada. I mean, oh, that dress, the dress was like so high fashion, fabulous. It was so great. But the most important part was the skin. So this is what I figured out. For about three weeks before the Globes, I contacted my clients and said, listen, you've been going through a hard time. We all have. You're deprived of all the usual treatments that we've been enjoying. I mean, you're looking at me now with the, my natural face. I don't have filler or anything, which is very strange for me. That being said, um, a lot of my clients can't do any of these more, you know, um, high vamp treatments. And I certainly couldn't be with them. So for this occasion, I created custom videos for her and for Laura Linney, who are both right now 
filming the final season of Ozark in Atlanta. Yay. So I put a little custom video together of protocols that they could follow. So what I had Julia and Laura, for that matter, doing two weeks leading up to the awards was start off with a beautiful, clean skin in the morning, and then they would go into the interstitials three-step layering. So it would be the daily serum, which is a low molecular weight of hyaluronic acid that's combined with aloe vera, green tea, vitamins A, C, and E. I think I've told you this before, but I love to explain this to clients and say, I'm literally opening up a hydration checking account within the skin. You've been deprived and you've been starved. We need to get you juicy goosey. And in order to get you to the amplified, radiant, star-like quality skin, we need to take that checking account and we need to convert it to a savings account with a hydration gel. What do I mean by that? It's much harder to get money out of the the savings account and you get penalized when you take it out. In the same way, we don't want free radicals, pollutants, unavoidable and deliberate sun worshiping, uh, hiking on Runyon Canyon, anything stealing our moisture from our skin and getting in the way of us getting to that next level. When we look at COVID isolation, we have two choices in life. We can either come out looking like Dawn of the Dead or we can come out looking like Sleeping Beauty. And I know which one I'm going for. Travis and I have been talking about this since March. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody's coming out different and we want to be on the good end. We want to be, we all want to be kissed by the prince that woke us up and gave us the crown and gave us the ring and our lives are great. So that's what we're going for. Now to slot this in to make sure that that's great. I can get the hydration and with the final step, the moisture binding cream, I lock that in and I convert that to a trust fund. And we all know it's really hard to get daddy's money from the trust. And in the same way, it's really hard for our bad behavior, alcohols, Mm. prescription medications, exercise, whatever we're doing to get through these hard times to, we want to prevent that from stealing our moisture and stealing our youth. Okay. Now the secret sauce to making sure that I could give Julia and Laura that sculpted, defined, radiant face with no fatigue, energize and surge it with vitality was to combine the Interceuticals Lift Serum, which I liken this to a thread lift in a bottle, right? We know that we we inject a thread, it propagates our own collagen, it gives you an immediate lift. And as it dissolves, we don't really have that um, drawbridge or we don't really have that sort of Cinderella, like what, gone. We work in our own structure to keep us up and pulled up. Now with this polypeptide, what we're able to do is keep it quite localized. So in the video, I give a rhythmic facial massage technique along the jaw, cupping underneath the cheek, sweep, sweep up and away and up to the brow to just make everything look alert and attentive. Now, that is the skincare aspect of it. But I also realized we're used to having defined, sculpted, contoured, cut glass edges to the face when we give- That's what we want. Yeah. Yeah. This is where I pulled in this bad boy called the Contour Kinetic Toning System. Oh, I love that thing. You know who else loves that thing? Jessica Alba. Jessica Alba. Now, Jessica Alba was the one that put it on my radar initially. And I thought, can it really be that good? It's not terribly expensive. It's got a nice little sort of cupping action to it. But I've tried every, um, you know, microcurrent device on the market. We don't need to plug them because I don't like them. And I was always disappointed by the fact that I couldn't get an instant result okay it takes three months it takes takes three three months and by that point just see a derm and you've got a thread and you look better than you did in that i'm like what's the point however this sculpting bad boy you switch it on it looks like a hair dryer and you literally put it on the cheek with your serum or your gel so i'd layer on the lift serum and then i pop this in place and it works its way along your upper contours 
What's so great about it is that it literally de-puffs, de-bags, sculpts, lifts, and tones within 50 seconds. And it also looks like you're getting a little rosiness, like it kind of boosts circulation. So it gives you that glow. You get the glow, you get the microcirculation, which obviously makes the skincare products work much more effectively. And you're having more of that relationship. It's also really good for propagating collagen production. What I loved about this particular is that you can really put it right under the cheek and you can really push it up and sculpt it out. So my advice for them was to use this morning and night for five to 10 minutes, depending on their schedule, and do that for two weeks leading up to it. And I will say, hands down, the combination of these products with this device, I've had so many text messages saying, holy Moses, what is this? This is unbelievable. And I think it's this combination is the closest thing that I could find in the market to give them that sculpted, hydrated, glass skin appearance that you know I become synonymous with and has my clients. I love that contour tool, and now I'm going to have to get it. Have you ever met Andrew Videra, the guy who's like the the head of of marketing, and and you know he's kind of like the guy who anything you need to know about contour, he is he is the guy. He leads the brand. He uh, is a genius. Oh, you guys would just love each other. You guys would love each other. Oh Good God, I feel like such an idiot using my microcurrent device for the last five months, and I have to <laughs> bring it with me everywhere because if I miss three days, blah, you know, I become that pump immediately do you see a result then you see it absolutely after three months after three months when i keep it up i absolutely see a result it can instantly pull my cheeks up tighten my jaw yeah but i'd rather have two weeks morning and night versus three months like seven minutes a day you know what else i've been really loving is the shani jordan vibration her mm. Shani Norton sculpting wand is works by vibration therapy. Yeah. It's yeah. it's sort of similar to the suction. Mm. It's pretty instant. It's a pretty great little tool for sculpting. I agree with you. I think to get microcirculation going is first of all key. It makes everything connect and work so much more synergistically. It makes your products work more function and also just gets everything alive and awake. It reminds the skin to hey, snap out of it. We've got the world to step back into. Mm-hmm. Let's get going. You raise an interesting point by uh, bringing up Chani Darden. And this is this. And I think this would be a really compelling story for you to explore, Gwen and Travis. Because, you know, one thing that I do have a little bit of a bugbear, you know, as a facialist, we work diligently over time to provide the results to our clients. We're taking care of their skin. We're putting on regimes. We're being very strategic and specific about what they need to do. And I've always found that in two regards, the facialist or the skin technician or whatever we want to describe ourselves, I like to call myself a magic marker. That being (laughs) said, I feel like we should really be acknowledged within the Glam Squad credits by everybody, by the media, Mm. by the editorial community. Oftentimes the client, yes, tags and says this and the other, but the frustration that I've always had since I've stepped into this industry for the last five years is that we do all this work, we lay the foundation, we create the canvas of which the makeup artist to paint, and then comes the big occasion, and all of a sudden they're being sponsored by a brand and they're putting on one lick of a serum and one lick of a cream, and everybody says, oh my gosh, they're the person responsible for that. And I just think it's time that the skin experts and those who really put the work and the time in with their clients to address their needs get the recognition that they deserve in the same way that I think I said to you before that I think facialists and those working on set as I do with projects such as Ozark such as The Crown should also be entitled to the IMDB credits 
So absolutely. Yes. I completely support that. In fact, that is why we're having you on our podcast called Glam Squad Confidential, because really it does start with the skin. It 100% does. You can, you know, I always say you can lift it, you can freeze it, you can fill it, you can fry it. But if you're not addressing the quality, the texture, the tone of the skin, then the makeup artist is simply going to take their their tricks and tools and they're simply going to make you look like you've got average skin with a lot of makeup. And that's really what sets the clients apart who spend the time focusing on their skin. I will say one of my observations that has happened during this time with all the Zoom award shows and interviews and this, that, and the other, a lot of people in the beginning thought that they could forgo taking care of their skin. They'd use their products at home, sure, but they didn't really feel like they needed to keep on top of it in the way that they had before because, you know, Zoom has a lovely blur feature. You can put a big ring light on, just ample the eyeshadow and the lipstick and you're good to go. I think what we saw from the globes to your point was that actually the skin, despite all this other accoutrement, shines through or it doesn't. And um, I'm really happy to see that this downtime has allowed people to actually understand that the skin is is a functional organ of the body and that by taking our time to care for it, I mean, I think we're in what, a year since we all went down and locked. Um, yeah. We're not drinking, I hope, as much as we did in the beginning. And I think you can see that beginning to show in the skin <laughs> that people are trying to make a, a change to their internal health so they can combat the virus if it was to come knocking on their door. And as a consequence of that, they have gorgeous skin to boot. Interesting. And also, yeah, just sort of not, you're not wearing as much makeup as you do in your daily life. Like I haven't put powder on my face in Mm. a year and not that I'm a big proponent of powder anyway, but you know, the interesting thing is Zooms, sure. Like I've got a ring light, but you know what? I've also never been as aware of my neck and jawline because that's exactly what you're seeing all day long on Zoom. Mm. And especially on FaceTime, when you're talking to people on FaceTime close up on the phone. I refuse. So (laughs) you just don't do it. Um, But what, you know, since you mentioned the threads and the thread left, what are your feelings about the thread left? Because that's something that I'm really considering. Oh, first of all, I will cry it from the roof top. It's an unbelievable invention. I do think Botox is the greatest invention of the of 20th century that doesn't get really the, the traction it deserves within the scientific community. But a thread lift is just, you know what? It's low risk. It's minimal impact, maximum result. You can literally go in. And I had one a couple of years ago and I loved it. I walked around with, you know, that Bella Hadid sculpted eyebrow that made everything (laughs) look like I was confused. But when I didn't talk, I still looked sexy. That was great. Um, And I'll tell you why it's really good, because it has multiple applications. And it's literally just inspiring your body to do its work in a more healthy, functioning way. It's the same as a wound to heal protocol. And, you know, for example, PRP, you know, we are taking our blood, we're spinning our getting a playlist, we're putting it back, we're hurting ourselves essentially in order to get this healing, lasers, fractals, all therapy, you name it. This does the same thing, but far more gentle and immediate. In a lunchtime, I can have a jawline of a 22-year-old. 
I can have a cheek that's lifted, a, a brow that's inquisitive. If I have a <laughs> neck or a decollete, I mean, I don't have breasts yet, but um, I, hope, I, I hope never to be of the size that I do have. But if you do have creepiness there, if you want to work on your thigh gap, you want to lift your knee or your elbow, there are all different ways that you can use threads. What people don't understand is there's two types, main two types of threads. There's the long thread that have the barbs, right? So you're really yeah. just pulling those up and that's what you would use for heavy lifting and sculpting. And then you have micro little threads that are simply designed to create trauma and collagen in the space. So you can get two big threads, either side of the neck, pull it back to give it a neck lift, and then fill that spacing with the little micro threads to mm. fill up that space to propagate your own natural production. But I have seen befores and afters with, with clients I won't name, and people that um, I don't know, I've seen the results, and I'm always like, holy smokes, this is a, this is a miracle cure, and I'm a big fan of it. Interesting. Okay. I'm I like that. Of, I'm a big fan of do what makes you feel happy. Totally. And if the tool is there and the resources, financial resources are there because I'm also mindful of the fact that it takes money, right? And it takes maintenance. The combination of doing these strategic, intensive, more invasive procedures with really quality, scientific, engineered skincare, you're going to have an unbeatable result. And make sure you have a girlfriend or a boyfriend or somebody close to you that will be honest with you mm. when you no longer start to, to resemble who you are. That right. being said, aesthetic medicine, I also you have two choices. You've got those people who always loved how they looked, right? They looked like Cindy Crawford and they just want to continue looking like Cindy and they just want to be refreshed. And then you have other people who say, I hate how I look. I don't want my dad's chin or my <laughs> mom's weak jaw. Give me what I didn't get genetically. And both should be okay. And I don't think we should be in a society where people are criticized when they don't look like themselves, if that's the choice that they're making for themselves. Gotcha. All right. Great. Now you work with Olivia Coleman, mm. the queen, the other queen, love that's, her to death. Now, yeah. and she's also in The Father with Anthony Hopkins, right? So she could be going all through award season. She very possibly will be. Um, I don't know. We just got to talk a little bit about that. Was my segue to talk about Meghan Markle? I'm sorry. <laughs> can't, can't come up with something witty. So let's just get right to it. Um, have you ever worked with Megan? She's really beautiful skin. I have never worked with Megan. I mean, she's definitely on my manifestation list. Uh, <laughs> my husband is a neural manifestation coach. Oh, wow. So he's really been helping me to work on, you know, we all have subconscious subliminal loops of shame and programming that we've received that get in our way of us really calling into our lives what we inherently deserve, but we don't believe that we do. Our and inner saboteur. Exactly, exactly. So he's been helping me to reprogram that. So she's on my manifestation list. I'm calling her in, if anybody's listening. I keep texting Daniel Martin, being, hey, how are you? Hey, <laughs> hey. Um, that being said, I'm a big fan of Meghan Markle. I have to admit, I think she's an incredible, inspiring woman. I think she's somebody who has lived her life in her own terms and she's she's figuring out what that looks like in today. And I'm I'm really inspired by the choices that they've both made to right. live a life that serves them. Right. And I love her skin. Like I love her little freckle. She's and gorgeous and gorgeous. She's, and there's dream girl. <laughs> Here's what I will say. You know, you, a lot of people that are criticized in the media and particularly by the tabloid media in the UK, right? They're very savage. Let's say the Daily Mail psyche um, or the Piers Morgan psyche. It's very critical. It's constant. It's relentless. Oftentimes, the people who are 
Todd with that brush, you can tell that they sort of deserve it. Do you know what I mean? Like you can tell that mm, there's something as a little, I can see why they rub people the wrong way. Like Katie Price or somebody? <laughs> Gemma Collins? <laughs> I'm, yes, I don't know who they are, but yes. Okay. Um, I'm not that down the deep Daily Mail vibe, but I will say, but with Megan, you can tell that she's not a liar. And you can tell that she really cares. And yes. you can tell that there are issues, women's education, right to access, um, racial equality, things of substance and significance that mean something to her. So I, I think that when you are somebody who's focused on these really important social causes and issues, then that speaks to your heart and speaks to your integrity. And I, and I just think that we're living in a world where as far as I can see, whether it's subconscious or it's conscious, she's a product of systemic racism in the mm. British um, empire. And, uh, and she's also somebody who's held ransom by a government agency. And I think that's what people don't understand. You know, we're hearing the term, the firm, we've heard about it because of the crown. We're now hearing about it in the trailer for the Oprah interview. One of the things I always say to people is you've got to separate the firm, the government, uh, agency of the monarchy, right? The crown, the crown, let's call it the crown. You've got to separate the crown from the family, the family although the queen is the head of the family, they're all working within a construct. They're right. all working with their roles and their responsibilities clearly defined and outlined by other people who are not the family members. So I think that what Meghan and Harry are speaking to is not about Charles, not about the queen, not really about Kate, none about that. It's about the fact that their lives were being controlled and they were dictated what they could do as a consequence of the other people who work within this uh, civil industry. Right, right. But don't you think like, I mean, isn't that something that you kind of sign on for when you get involved with someone in the royal family? Well, here's what I will say about that, because we don't care about Prince Andrew until now, right? We don't care about him. We don't care about Prince Edward. Who cares? Do you care about the Duke of Gloucester? I don't think so. No, the but everybody only... cares. Everybody cares about Prince Harry. Everybody I'll tell you cared why. about Prince Harry for a lot of reasons. Because Princess Diana was his mother, and also because he was hot AF. That doesn't mean that he had a role within the family dynamic. So the point Got is it. this. We only care about him to the extent that we do because he is the son of the fallen angel Diana, that he was made to walk behind the gun carriage at the funeral, that all of these things have gone to really... Uh, affect him. And we, so we feel emotionally attached to him. Of course we do. That being said, he is the spare. He's not right. the heir. And he doesn't have a defined role. The military was his calling. That was obviously taken from him when the tabloid newspapers reported on his location in Iraq, which it's meant terrible. that he had to be pulled out because he was a threat to his comrades. He yeah. then went on and created the Invictus Games, giving back to so many people who lost limbs and livelihoods because of their service in the military. That was what he cared about, but that was stripped from him, right? Then you've got Megan who comes in, who is a self-made millionaires in the entertainment industry, who has spoken at UNICEF and United Nations on very important issues to her. I think everybody was naive in this situation, the fact that she would suddenly stop being who she was and what she cared about. And I think that she probably didn't understand that there was going to be such a prison mentality to what you're allowed to do and what you're not allowed to do. Do you right. honestly think a successful American self-made biracial woman who has overcome so many adversity in her life in you know, big ways and micro ways is going to want to walk three steps behind an upper middle class 
Lost Girl from the Home Counties. I don't Never. Think <laughs> you are too much, and I love that. No, I, I totally think that um, I, I totally get all of this. I just sort of wish that they just would have kind of like exited earlier and more quietly. You know what I mean? They but- could never be quiet, though. I mean, let's be honest about that. Yeah. They could never be quiet because then people would say, they're lazy, they're doing nothing, they're just renovating their cottage. You know, right. they're not doing anything, and that would be a problem. And then I think there could have been a way for equilibrium. They could have had this philanthropic charitable pursuit that wasn't sort of rooted in money and they could have done that but i don't think that the the monarchy the establishment wanted them to do that because they couldn't control them and when you're a loose cannon that's a threat to an institution that survives by carefully one foot in front of the other don't make any false steps and if you do clear them up before anybody can get a hold and i think that's a tricky thing i think she wasn't going to allow herself to be in that kept mentality and kept down and when you see the social changes happening and we're all becoming much more aware of where we've contributed to this narrative you know she's not going to be in prison for anybody and it doesn't matter if she's biracial she's black she's white she's an independent successful dynamic woman and i wish her nothing but the best and much success awesome 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 all right what handbag do you think she would carry <laughs> If we ever saw her handbag, what do you think she'd carry? Oh, doesn't she carry? I mean, I always forget because I don't really pay much attention to rando brands, but she I know she carries this random one from the UK. But, you know, I would really like to see her carry like a Kelly or a Constance. I think so, too. Like, you know, she I do she think like she a wore a girl. Yeah, she wore some Chloe handbags, like, you know, in the very beginning of when she was dating Prince Harry and it kind of like influenced Kate, Kate, Duchess Kate to carry like to up her game with the designer, you mm-hmm. know? Um, but yeah, I could see her in some Hermes. Now I've seen you in some Hermes. Are you in the market for a new Birkin? You're like our goals in terms of shot of, of handbags. We shall see. We shall see. I mean, I'm always keeping an eye out on what I need and then I've got to manifest it now. Right. <laughs> I mean, I think you should manifest full on like exotic skins. I would love that. But you know what? We're trying to be, you know, trying to be clean and vegan and healthy and buy vintage. So. Of course. Well, I've, no, a, a used a, one. A one vintage exotic skin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 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 Yeah. Well, she'll see what we call in and I'll be the first to post and tag you. I love it. All right. How should we transition our skin for spring? I think it's really about being continuing the route of self-care. I think it's so important. As I said to you multiple times, wash your damn face, wash it twice a night and once in the morning. I'm a big fan of pulling in um, either an exfoliating mask or an exfoliating essence. So I think that's really key to bring into the regime to keep you fresh, to clean everything up, to give a, a spring cleaning. Um, does, intraceuticals, does intraceuticals do a um, an exfoliating essence? We don't do an essence, but we have an exfoliating enzyme mask treatment. So nice. it's got a pie enzyme in there and it heats up with bamboo bees for a mechanical exfoliant. So you have a two for one. So I like to sort of like wash my face, lay it on, leave it for five minutes, go in clubhouse, listen to everybody talk about how great everybody is and then hang up and then wash it off and ready to go. So really it's about cleaning your skin, exfoliating your skin and just using high potency ingredients that work. Hyaluronic, 
Vitamin A at night, vitamin C at daytime. Simple, Got simple. It. Travis, keep you it have simple. that. Yes. Keep it simple, I do. Stupid. I do. I feel like that's what I've been doing, but I'm going to stay the course. Thanks, Gab. But I will say that when I do come out of lockdown, I'm longing to do another VI peel. I think for anybody who's listening to this, who's never done a proper chemical peel, it's such a good gateway peel because you get significant results. It's also really good for all skin types. And a lot of people get frustrated because these more ablative peels, they're not good for darker skin tones. They can actually mm-hmm. cause crazy hyperpigmentation. Right. The VI peel is safe for everybody. And it's my go-to for clients. You know, typical season, I'll prep them and have them do that and then work with the skin thereafter. So that's a really good, the VI peel is a really good way to jump in for your spring cleaning of your skin. Love it. Love it. Well, I mean, you guys, let's try to keep our glow going all through award season and beyond. Hopefully by the end of award season, Maybe like we'll be coming out of, you know, life will be getting back to a little bit more normal and we'll be eating outdoors and not freezing our buns off and our skin will look fantastic. Well, Travis and I are in the West Coast, so we've got glory sunshine every day. (laughs) It's lovely today. All right. Rub it in, guys. Rub it in. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much, Gavin Cloud. Valentine. We loved having you. We would love to have you back anytime because Gail us with like hilarity and incredible skin tips. Travis, always great to have you. I love seeing you from across the country. I can't wait to get my magic wand and sculpt the crap out of my face. Yes, the the contour. I'll do that. I'll send you the video I made for my clients and I'll send you the products and the devices and you can try it at home and you can step into the SAG Awards looking exactly like them. That's fantastic. Send it to us. We're going to post it for our readers so that they can see as well. And you guys come back next week for a new episode of Glam Squad Confidential. Until then... You know what to do. Go to usmagazine.com slash stylish for more celebrity beauty tips and tricks all week long. And until next week, stay gorgeous. <laughs>